you know, intuition is not looking at these magnanimous goals. It's looking at you to take that first step and then the next step. And there's a signal that's telling you that this is the right step. This is the right step. And over time, when you start taking more of the right steps, when you look back, you're way farther ahead than when you thought you'd be. And that's how intuition works. Welcome to the Let's Start Health podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Haynes. We live in a noisy world, and this space is intended to bring you clarity, enrich your bank of wellness knowledge, and inspire you to kickstart your journey to healing body, mind, and soul. I'll be interviewing industry professionals and bringing you raw, real, and personal stories of healing through gut health, intuitive eating, and the power of the abundance mindset. Thank you so much for tuning in and getting curious. Your journey to healing starts now. Hi there, and welcome back to Let's Start Health, a podcast willing to start the awkward, vulnerable, weird, fascinating, or even hard conversations needed in order to break through stigmas of mental and physical health as well as educate and inspire those on a journey to healing. I'm your host, Chelsea Haynes. I am so excited about today's podcast guest, my friend Sunil Godsey. Sunil and I connected over the summer when I really started diving into the real idea behind one's intuition. It sure was synchronistic and definitely not by accident that we connected, and I was blessed to have been interviewed by him for his podcast. I'm excited now to return the favor and dive a bit into his story. To give you a little bit of background, Sunil recognized the true power of intuition years ago, and after learning how to truly trust it, he successfully helped to grow a number of startups to a combined $20 million in revenue before moving on to a very successful career as a business coach. He used his past learnings and experiences to write two critically acclaimed books, The first one being Fail Fast, Succeed Faster, and the second one was called Gut, and took his message on the road, speaking to tens of thousands of people around the world and giving them actionable advice on how to trust their intuition in any situation. This inspired him to start the Intuitionology Project. The Intuitionology Project is to help people understand how their intuition behaves so that they can recognize their unique sets of intuitive signals that are telling them what the right decision is in any situation, so that they can then lead a life full of happiness and success. You guys, if you've been following me for a little while, you know Sunil and I had a powerful conversation because this kind of stuff is my jam. Sunil's very simple mission is really just to help change as many lives as he can one person at a time. Well, Sunil, I must say this might be simple, but it is a very powerful mission. I am so grateful to have had you on the show today. And for all of my listeners in this week's episode, Sunil and I talk all about what intuition actually is, including the four types of intuition, as well as the four hurdles to trusting your gut why it could be important to trust that gut instinct, and what might happen if this aspect of one's life is never strengthened. Sunil shares case study after case study to support the science behind intuition. And do not fret, he also shares the first step to beginning to harness and trust your gut. 
Be sure to click the link in the show notes to access his free course on intuition and stay tuned for future collaborations between him and myself. As always, if this episode is of service to you, please pay it forward with a rating or review and definitely share it with your tribe. Thank you so much for your time and for tuning in and may you all have a blessed day. so grateful to have you here today and for all of my listeners today, my friend Sunil uh, and I had a conversation a few months back and I'm so excited to have him now handing the microphone over, holding the microphone and interviewing him about his experience with intuition. So I'm going to go ahead and just hand the microphone right on over to you, Sunil, and ask us if you wouldn't mind just giving us a brief introduction of who you are and what you do, and then we can dive into questions after that. Sure, absolutely. Uh, happy to be on this podcast. Thank you so much for this incredible opportunity, and I think this is going to be an invaluable conversation between us, and hopefully it's going to affect other people's lives. Uh, my background is uh, I've become an expert in intuition. I've spent the last three and a half years deep diving really, really deep. Uh, into what intuition is, and the simplest way that I can uh, I can put things. Uh, I mean, we all have sort of had that common phrase, gut feeling, or I heard a voice, and it's actually much more complex than that. And if you look back, I can ask every single time I go on a stage and talk to a number of people, I always ask this question: How many of you can think back to a time when you made a bad decision in your life, but you absolutely knew what the right decision was? Those were the moments that you actually ignored your intuition, and it was really important for me to figure out what that was because it affected me negatively in my life and we can get into that a little bit later. Um, but it, it, when I did look at the academic research, I spent over 10,000 hours doing that um, and looked at how it was mapped out in the brain. Um, and so there are some, it's in the subconscious area of your brain. How does it function? How does it behave? And as I got deeper and deeper into the research, I just finally figured out well, there's a reason why people don't, uh, you know, uh, they ignore their intuitions because they don't understand how complex it is. Like, like I had to spend over 10,000 hours looking at this thing to distill it down to, you know, what I have now in my online education. And then what happens is when they don't understand what their intuition is, they ignore what we call intuitive signals. And these signals are the ones that are really subtle in nature. And those are the ones that we ignore. So yes, we get a gut feeling. Yes, we get a loud voice in our head. Maybe the hairs in the back of our neck stand up. But at some point, that could be signals that are further down the line. And what's happened is now you've made a series of bad decisions that have got you to that point. Mm. So what, I, what I'm really here to do is bring this education to people to say, your intuition is much more complex. When you understand that education, now you know what your signals are. Then you're better able to tap into your intuition. Now you're able to better make decisions. And everybody starts on a, their life back on a path to success. And they often accelerate it because of that education. I absolutely love everything that you're doing. Of course, you know, my own personal work as well, so much of it is so much deeper than just, you know, I work with people healing their physical gut because that second layer behind it is really to start harnessing the power of trusting that gut instinct. So I would love to ask you, if you wouldn't mind, just to share a little bit about your personal experience with intuition and how it affected your life and really what brought you down this path in the first place. 
Yeah, so, so the, the, the reason why I started focusing on this was it came out of really when I wrote my first book, Fail Fast, Succeed Faster. When I wrote my first book, it was really about entrepreneurial failure. And I made a career about in helping other people get over their hurdles, uh, either as entrepreneurs or as, as corporations, uh, get over their hurdles. But there was no real resource about learning from failure. So I wrote that first book. And the one common question I used to get once I started going on a speaking tour is that what's that one thing that people used to always uh, fail at that got them into the hurdle that they had. And so I went back to the podcast interviews that I had, and it was 80 to 90% of them were saying that they knew what decision was that they had, yet they ignored it, or they talked about intuition or ignoring their gut. And so I was thinking, that's this is really interesting. Um, so that's how my second book got came to be. And while I was reflecting on, okay, what is this thing called intuition? And when have I ignored it? Immediately, the first thing that was a major, major hit to my life was when I had a friend reach out to me to try and uh, get some advice. So she was being stalked by someone. And so she reached out to me and said, can I meet with you this afternoon? And my intuition was saying, absolutely. I didn't have anything at the time. For some weird reason, I said, let's meet a couple of days later. Uh, And well, the next couple of days later, she did show up, but it wasn't to meet me she was in the newspapers because the very next day she was shot and killed by that same stalker. Um, And I I ignored my intuition and I could have prevented that. Um, And then moving into a more of a professional area with my career, you know, being the firstborn son of a South Asian family, you can do anything in the world that you want as long as a doctor or engineer, which is what my my dad was saying. And in (laughs) fact, I wanted to be a pilot. My mom said, nope, too many accidents. Uh, you know, and um, I became the engineer and I was not really happy. I spent three, three years in a career. I love the management aspect of it in construction crews and managing the field and getting something from nothing. I love that aspect, but I just, it, it just wasn't for me. I wasn't fulfilled. And at the same time, I was running a restaurant part-time. So after three years, I was making 32000 as an engineer and I was making over 150000 in dividends part-time running a restaurant. So my intuition was screaming at me in the three years, you got to let go, you got to let go. And the reason why I stayed was because I I really wanted a relationship with my dad. It was important. And that really clouded my judgment. Um, And I made the decision after three years, I didn't speak to my dad for a number of years, but I was the most happiest running businesses. And I did over the next few years, I had five businesses that totaled about $20 million in revenues. Loved it. Absolutely loved every single day. Waking up and being involved in these businesses was was great. Then as a business consultant, I ignored my intuition when I had a management contract that was really lucrative uh, and uh, the contract terms were changing and my intuition was saying, let it go, let it go. But I was so emotionally tied to that contract because of the dollar signs that I spent every single penny going down there and the company didn't pay me for six months. And I came back to Canada with 25 cents in my bank account. So Here's some personal experiences where, and, and with, with the 25 cents, I was about to get married in two years. And so I'm trying to tell my wife, who's actually in India, that, you know, everything's great, everything's great, and I've got nothing in my bank account, everything's gone. And so trusting my intuition was very important to get me out of that. Um, but yeah, that's how it affected my life. And so it was very, very important. I never wanted anybody else to go through this. And so Intuitionology was about creating that education just so, so that people can look inside themselves, figure out how does my intuition behave? How does my unique signals behave? And when you understand that, 
then every decision is the right one in whatever situation you're in. And it's saving lives. It's helping people move to that next level, either from addiction, suicidal tendencies, just finding a better relationship, just finding a better career, pivoting your business, having the right entrepreneurial idea, whatever the situation is, intuition plays a role in every decision that you make. Absolutely. Thank you so much for getting so vulnerable there and, and sharing all of that because it really gives us the opportunity to reflect back on our own lives and think, wow, I wonder you know, how many times had I either listened to the signals or maybe not ignored other ones and it would have equaled a different result. But you brought something to my attention that I hadn't originally had to ask that I feel is very important to talk about. And you mentioned losing the relationship with your dad, as well as some business decisions that were very challenging to make. So the point, the question that I want to ask you is when it comes to trusting your gut and trusting your intuition, sometimes it means making really hard decisions. Can you give light on that a little bit? And do you think that might be why certain people, some people might choose to ignore their intuitive hits because they know that there's some type of, whether it's perceived failure or the end of a relationship of some kind or some other sacrifice that they know that they're going to have to experience. Absolutely. So there's, there's four types of intuitive hurdles that I've researched and found out. And the uh, one is, uh, and I'll get into a couple of them that relate to these, the, both of my situations. One, the biggest one is being too emotional. And this is one that's obviously huge in relationships. The other one is being too rational. A lot of times in business, we look at the data or processes that we absolutely know need changing, but we want the logic to dictate what we do. The other one is ego, either narcissistic ego or ego because you want to fit in and you sacrifice your values uh, and sometimes ethics because you want to fit into a group. And the last one is fear of failure. Any new direction we take is going to result in change. And some of us fear taking those steps because we all want to be safe. Uh, so when it comes to my father, it's the being too emotional part. You know, I, there was a bit of a rocky relationship. He was, he was East Indian male. I wanted to make sure uh, he was my father figure. Uh, you know, my parents were, you know, recently divorced. So it was really, really important for me to, to keep that relationship going. And that emotional filter uh, was there. And even though my intuition was saying, you want to go into uh, entrepreneurship. I was really good at computers in grade 12. I actually got separated from my class because I was the one programming with a couple of other quote-unquote nerds, and the rest of the high school was learning on how to turn on a computer. Um, so, you know, I was, I was coding in, in Fortran and COBOL, and the Apple IIc just came out, and I had the first Oracle database I was fooling around with. My passion was so much there, but my dad was saying, no, you can do it in either medicine or engineering. And it was that emotional filter that I had that dashed all those, those things that my intuition was saying, that this is where you're going to succeed. And I hung on to that. And I hung on to that until my intuition just couldn't get louder anymore. And I started pursuing my passion in that restaurant business as an entrepreneur and saying, wow, I'm so lit. I'm so, I'm so on fire with what I'm doing. Right. Yes. And with the management contract being too rational, uh, you know, look at the money you're getting paid for your services even though the contract terms are changing no no you know what i'm being paid well for my services that's what i'm worth my value so i was too rational to ignore those signs and i went down and that the changing contract terms were a sign that it was a company not doing knowing what they were doing um and uh, and i paid for it right and so it, yeah. it's it's really tough and when when you get down to understanding what those four hurdles are and how your life 
it gets impacted, you're able to recognize when they come to the forefront, which is what I am able to do now. And so I can back away and say, I know my hurdles is coming up. My intuition is much stronger because I know what my signals are. So therefore I avoid them. Amazing. And you know, it's so interesting because the world that I walk in, in health and life coaching, you mentioned, of course, the ego and fear of failure as well. So you gave specific examples about the emotional and rational side. What I see often when it comes to self-sabotage in our health and our life is exactly the last two examples. That's the ego and the fear of failure. And you know, there are three basic needs of every human being. And I've mentioned this a few times on the Let's Start Health podcast, and I talk about them often. And that's to be loved, to be safe, and to be accepted. And we will self-sabotage in order to make sure that you know, our self-conscious mind doesn't do this on, doesn't realize what's happening, but we will self-sabotage to make sure that we are either loved, safe, or accepted by our peers, right? So just like what you said that you know, fitting in, we will even compromise our ethics and our core values. Right? There's times in our lives where we will say, well, ugh, I know this isn't who I am, but my subconscious mind just is really tempted to do it because even though it's not what I believe in, it's what I'm going to do in order to feel accepted by my peers. So this is really, really interesting. And I'd love to back it up just a little bit and ask you just a straight up, do you have a definition of intuition? So the definition is quite long. Uh, I, I do believe there's an art and science to it. Uh, and the definition definitely is very, very different for people. So in my journey, of uh, the intuitional journey, I've interviewed over a thousand people. And some of them have said it's it comes from God. Some of them have said it's cosmic in nature. Others say it's just experience. Uh, and so my role is not really to force a definition upon people. I can share what my experiences and what my definition is, but ultimately it's how you define it that makes it comfortable. In the end, my message is you have it, here's how it behaves and you use it. But in my case, there's an art and science to it. The science is very, it's proven in academic research, this MRI studies showing where it lives in the brain, uh, correlating where I can't see proven. Um, and then the art point, the art side is sort of that, you know, that voice or that, uh, that feeling that you get, um, which, you, you know, could be correlated to the brain, but not necessarily. I don't think of it that way. So there's that. It, it, when we're born, there's over 90 billion neurons that are soaking up all the experiences around you. So you're always looking at experiences that are relevant to you. And so that's what it parks in the subconscious area of your brain, like a library, so that we get these aha moments. And so over time, those aha moments come up. Uh, and then when it's right, it picks information from that uh, to bring forward to that decision. Uh, and then there's also four types of uh, intuition um, and the, the four hurdles that I talk about. But th to me, that's how intuition kind of functions. It's got the experience end of it. It's looking at the situation that's in front of you. It's looking at the people that are in there. Uh, and it's looking at the decision you need to make all in a split second to help you with the, with the decision. So that's how complex this intuition thing is. Uh, and that's the reason why I have my courses so that people can really distill, you know, lecture by lecture, how it functions. Um, and, and But in the end, it's, it's a signal, right? And so if people don't really need to know the layer underneath, well, what's the signal that's telling me? Because a signal will distill all that complexity into something. And it's for you to discover what that something 
is, and particularly when it comes to health, which is what your podcast is all about, what are the healthy habits that you want to put into? What are the first steps that you're going to make? Uh, you know, there's that fear of failure. There's that fitting in. There's social media. Yet you know, your intuition knows you want to improve your health because it's going to lead to better sleep, uh, better performance, uh, better happiness, better friends. Uh, you know, the, the outcomes of from a health perspective of improving your health by listening to your intuition and just walking a little bit more or just eating a little bit better. You know, your intuition is not looking at these magnanimous goals. It's looking at you to take that first step and then the next step. And there's a signal that's telling you that this is the right step. This is the right step. And over time, when you start taking more of the right steps, when you look back, you're way farther ahead than when you thought you'd I absolutely you'd be. love that. So that's there's two questions works. lingering here that I really want to dive into here. And since we mentioned health, maybe I'll, I'll ask this one first, and then we'll dive back into how people uh, experience, you know, the four ways that people experience their intuition. So this is a really interesting topic to me and one that I'm really working hard to kind of shift the paradigm in the world of health and wellness. And that's, we are all very different. <laughs> we, we operate differently. You know, we are composed of different genetics, DNA, Ayurvedic, you know, modalities, doshas. I mean, we are just all so different. So as a coach, it is part of my job to help my clients and say, listen, what you've learned out there in the world of wellness is there to market their products for you. What I'm here to do is to help you tap into your intuitive being, which means not sacrificing sleep for working out because you think that that's what's going to help you lose weight. What is your gut telling you? You know, what do you actually need right now? What does intuitive eating really mean for you? And, and really diving into our own gut instinct to lead us down a path of health and healing. For many people, it's, it's really a journey of healing to kind of get to that optimized level of their life where they're waking up feeling rested. They're eating without feeling in pain. You know, they're optimized working well in their relationship at their job, you know, they're showing up as their best selves. So have you ever considered one's physical health, you know, a big role in their ability to listen to their gut instinct and how do they play a role with each other? Absolutely. I mean, I can give you my, my own example. You know, I, I was, uh, we were going through some, some photographs and I looked at my 40th birthday. It was a, a big, big 4-0. Uh, and, you know, the first thing I look at is not my wife and my kids is I'm looking at my size of my gut and I'm going, Oh my God, like, what have I done? You know? And so, yes, I'm happy. And yes, I'm doing things I want. Uh, but like look how unhealthy I am and that's the first thing I asked I told my wife is that look at the size of my belly there that's got to change and uh, you know it was it was I, and I knew it right you know you're going out and this and you know that intuition is the again I, I'm, I'm human as well I have a tendency to ignore my intuition that you know as sometimes as well you know hopefully well, thankfully I'm, I'm, I'm able to catch it much better now now that I've done the research uh, but at that time I, I didn't know and so now it's about paying attention. And yeah, it, it didn't mean going to the gym six times a week. It just meant, man, you know, we got to eat a lot more vegetables, right? And so changing our diet slowly that way, then, you know, getting a trainer, you know, because I needed a coach like yourself to move me through. I could figure it out on my own, but I could injure myself uh, or I get a coach who actually needs to, because I've got a bad back also. So they've got to be able to get me 
in tune and in shape the best way possible, the right way possible with realistic expectations. That's why your role is so important for so many people. And that's, I absolutely, uh, you know, concur that you need to have a coach that knows what they're doing to help mm. you because that's only going to make those intuitive signals brighter. And so wow. that's what I did. And so I lost 30, 35 pounds. Um, I put on some lean muscle. I'm eating much healthier. I have a lot more energy. I, I need it because yes. I'm, I'm, I'm working like crazy with intuitionology with incredible passion. But I can spend those long hours and not feel like I'll still have a skip in my step after 15 hours of working, going home to my kids and having a great yeah. time with them because I'm taking care of my health. It's a journey. Success is a journey. It's never destination. And so I'm continuing. I still have a trainer. Uh, I'm still eating healthier. Uh, I'm swimming now. Uh, you know, we're watching what we eat. And my kids are learning. And so they're healthier because of that. Right? And so it's important to take care of your health from an intuitive perspective. And services like yours is really I really appreciate really, that. You know, and really it's, it's really wasn't even meant to be a plug, you know, but it, it felt that way, but only because it's, we are both so passionate. And, and when I can see the flow in you, it reflects back in me. And it's like this synergenic co-creation of flow in our lives. And it's so exciting. And what I really love about what you're doing with intuitionology and the education that you're doing is that you have the science behind it. So let's dive a little bit more into that. So can you please explain the four different, you mentioned the four hurdles, the intuitive hurdles. Can you please exp explain the four functions, I think you said, or experience types? Yes. Can you please explain the that four a little types. bit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's talk about first the the sort of the subconscious and the conscious, and then that's where it comes from. So so it's if you think about an iceberg, the conscious part of our brain is what we do with daily thinking. It's really the ten percent on top. The ninety percent below is going to be where your intuition resides. So as you move along in time, it's going to put all these experiences in there. And I'll use a case study to to help you. So there's a uh, an artist, a musical artist named Carl Wolf, very popular artist in, in Toronto, uh, and he, at the age of ten, he heard this song. It's called Africa by Toto, uh, and it's a very popular song back in the 80s. Uh, and at 10 years old, he heard that, and his intuition was saying, this song is going to be really important for, for me somewhere down the line. It parked that in the subconscious area of his brain. Fast forward many years later, and then his intuition said, that song, Toto, is something that you're going to remix in a dance hall rhythm way because that's what your fans want and everybody in the industry was saying, you're nuts. The radio stations are saying, you're nuts. The producers are saying, you're nuts. People around him who he thought were close were saying, you're dumb. And he says, listen, my intuition is saying that I'm going to do that. He remixed the song, released it to date. That is his best-selling song I have chills on ever. my body. <laughs> Even just and he's won a number it. of Grammys. Yeah, he's, he's won a number of Grammys. Oh, it's, it's incredible. So that's where your subconscious area is. So let's get into the four types. The first type I'll look at is situational. So your intuition is going to look at the situation. It's going to look at everything on, on, on the, the, the walls or the roads or what's around you to say, is there any danger here or is this safe? And it's going to give you a signal there. The second one is relational. Relational looks like the people inside that situation you're in. If there's no if there's no people, your relational intuition is at, at its lowest. But if there are people in it, it's going to look at their tone, their body language. What are they saying? Do the actions match the words? In a split second, you're talking about less than 14 seconds. In some cases, half a second for a facial expression. 
uh, fight or flight, right? Are they trustworthy? Can we move ahead? Uh, the third is called experiential intuition. So what have you got in your past in terms of formal and informal learning and formal and informal experience that you've had or others have had that you've noticed that helps you with this situation? And the last is creative intuition. And creative intuition is that, okay, we know what the situation is. We have to make a decision. Is this decision really kind of mundane? Uh, and we just do a mundane decision that's creative intuition being low? Or do we really have to make a really obtuse decision? That's when your creative intuition is high. So all those four things uh, are looked at. Mm -hmm. Remember, this isn't a split second, right? So you, it's not where you're sitting, okay, what's my relational intuition saying? No, it's like boom, 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 boom. And then you make a decision. So that's how it, your intuition functions uh, in any situation. Um, and even in a health situation. So, and even with coaches, you know, so, you know, uh, with you, you know, they're going to get that. And obviously you're very trusted. So there's absolutely no plug here. You know, I know your work, your work is fantastic. Um, and you're very passionate with what you do. Uh, and so therefore, you know, you know, people that, that will have that intuitive feel that absolutely I resonate with her. This is the person I need to get to help me in my, uh, in my situation. So that's how the relational intuition works, even, even with your that. relationship with your clients. Yeah, so it's that's so, so it cool. It's so interesting to me because, you know, for me as well, I'm someone similar where I like the science. <laughs> I like to understand the mechanisms of how things work. And this is why I'm, I'm super also excited to chat with you today and to really dive deep into this because it kind of leads me to my next question sometimes I think intuition can get confused or maybe have a bad reputation um, and maybe even been related to psychic abilities. Can you explain a little bit about that and, and where that confusion might come from? Yeah, so this actually relates very, 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 very nicely with when I actually started my research on, intu on intuition. So after I wrote my first book, I said, okay, I, there's this thing called intuition. I really have to research it okay, let's go out on the Google and the internet and figure out what's going on. And mm. everything came back to spiritualness, uh, you know, God and all that, and let the light come in. And so for those who believe that, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's just that that's where the signals are coming from. That's what they, where they believe signals come from. In fact, I had a former NHL coach, uh, uh, Mike Polino, tell me that it was from the cosmos, right? And so here's an NHL coach, like, wow, I never thought that he would think that. Um, but what happens is sometimes it gets a bad rap because we don't understand what our definition is, right? And so, and I'll give you an incredible example. So one of my very, very first employee, uh, interviewees was a guy by the name of John Rothschild. Now, John is an ex-investment banker. Um, and so I asked him to do an interview because he's uh, pretty prominent in the Canadian business space. And he said, look, Sunil, I really don't get this intuition stuff. Uh, I'll give you an interview. I'll give you an hour of my time. I promise you that. So, and let's see where it goes. So, and it's very clear that when we turn on the cameras, he's saying, yeah, you know, I, I wish I could see, I, you know, I don't get these omens. I wish I could meet these people. He's just not convinced. And so he came from it from this sort of cosmic angle. And as an investment banker, you know, you all your decisions based on data. What he didn't realize is that intuition is based on data. It is based on experience, uh, and it is based on making crazy decisions. But he didn't tie that back to intuition. So as we're going along this interview, I'm, I'm educating him on what intuition is. And so in one hour, he now fully understands what intuition is just through the stories he's telling and getting convinced. I can tell by his, by his demeanor. And so at the very end, I said, okay, John, was there a decision that you made that was absolutely 
nuts and you actually made it and he goes yeah absolutely so this is a guy again that investment banking making probably two three million a year uh in private jets eating at high-end restaurants and on private planes going here and there everywhere and his intuition was telling him to run this almost bankrupt restaurant so even his wife was saying john uh look at our life now and what do you want to do and it's, and of course there's people around him didn't understand like there's something wrong with you and he said no i have to listen to my intuition now that he knows it's intuition he says it, it was absolutely absolutely an intuitive decision now that he understands that he made that decision rolled up the sleeves quit his job and that very first bankrupt restaurant was Eastside Mario's location number one. And that ended up being over a thousand locations under different brands after 20 years, $2 billion wow. in revenues before he retired, all based on an intuitive moment. And so when you don't understand how your intuition really behaves, and that's the whole reason for my courses, then you, you're gonna miss these opportunities that your intuition, your intuitive signals are telling you this is the opportunity you need at this time. Mm. And if you miss it. Exactly. I was actually going to lead it back to that, but you've given so many amazing examples of, you know, what could happen if someone were to ignore their intuition or on the other hand too, how might life's one's life be different if they learned how to truly harness their intuition? Mm. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's, it's not age dependent. You know, it's never too late. I mean, I've got a buddy of mine who is just toiling away at a marketing uh, company that he doesn't like. He hates his partner. He he's tremendous skills. He just he doesn't think that things can get better. Uh, you know, he's he was the same age as I was when I started my intuitionology project. I mean, intuitionology was a brand new thing that I did at a very much much later age. I mean, look at Colonel Sanders. You know, almost broke at sixty five. Uh, you know, going door to door selling his chicken recipe by the time he eighty six, he was a billionaire. 65, he was almost going to get divorced and kicked out. He had no money, you know, so it's not age dependent. So wherever you are in your life, whether you're young, old, whatever the situation you are in your life, trust me, your intuition is always there. Mm. It's a guiding light. You can start anytime. You can start absolutely. I mean, I started going to the gym much later. You know, could I reflect to say I could have gone back to my 20s? Yeah, I could have, but it, that doesn't matter. There's no point in reflecting back. The point is, what are you doing today? What is your intuition telling you to do to today? Because the path of success is still in front of you. It's what it's whether you want to listen to your intuitive signals or not. And if you don't, well, then you're still on that winding path uh, in the fog. You know, you're right. You, I, you don't want to leave regrets. And, and that's, regrets. I find oftentimes when I reflect back on life, where yeah. maybe there is a ping of regret, it's it's because I've ignored myself. <laughs> you know, it's not even because of any like action that I did. It's, it's because I ignored an intuitive hit. And when really, when I reflect back on my life, on the big benchmarks of my life thus far, and the amazing experiences that I've had, it's because I've been able to make those hard decisions through trusting my gut, right? Getting divorced. That was a really hard decision. I had to sacrifice that story that I had in my mind of what my life would be like but I trusted my gut so strongly that this was the right thing. And then six months later, I was jet setting on private super yachts, teaching yoga to cel celebrities and entrepreneurs, top 1% in the world. You know, it's, and reflecting back, it's like, wow, that, I mean, it was so, it was such an intuitive hit. And I want to ask you too, for me, my experience personally with intuition is the more I listen to it, the stronger it gets. 
right? It's like a muscle. And the more we work it, the easier it is to understand. And simultaneously, for me, that sort of spiritual side of it or that, you know, the energetic signals, those are kind of there to remind me that I'm on the right path. So it's almost like my intuition comes from within, but then if I'm trusting it, then I get signs from the universe that I'm on the right path. Does that happen to you too? Cool. Absolutely. And these are called internal and external indicators. And so, <laughs> in, yeah, and so I give even more complexity. So the, so the internal indicators are the ones that usually your body is, feels. So it's that voice, it's that the gut feeling, and it's tied to your gut because, uh, and I had, I interviewed a neurologist, you know, just to get the scientific thing. He goes, absolutely it exists. And the reason why we have that gut feeling is because a lot of the neurons, the majority of the neurons go start in the gut area. And so that's where you get those bodily reactions. So those are internal indicators. The external indicators are the ones that you do get from signs in the, in the environment. And it could be, you know, those cosmic signs, those other ones. You know, I recently had my father-in-law pass away and he was very, very near and dear to me. So, but he's there, right? And so he, you know, when I've got some intu intuition happening, you know, sometimes he pops up. Right, because he was very, very much of you. Uh, you can, you will, you, you know, and he was very much that. So I, I use that as a signal as well. So in your case, yeah. you've got both internal and external happening. Everybody does. And I also and so lost just my father-in-law you know, two months ago. So those. this conversation was not. This was not happening by accident. Ne it never is, right? <laughs> so I feel you and I see you. So let's take yeah. another step yeah. forward yeah. here, if you don't mind. And I would love to give our listeners a couple action steps or tools for them to maybe start this process of harding their in intuition. If someone's just listening to this and thinking, what the heck, where do I even begin? Okay, so, so the, the first way to, to really do this is uh, we live in a really noisy world. Uh, we've got social media, we got people pinging us, we got people texting us, we got things to do. And so what we need to do, the first place to go is something I call an intuitive medium. An intuitive medium, all that it means is that go to a place that you choose that you can really cut out the noise and think of one of those places where you daydream. You know, so for me, it's driving long distances. Uh, you know, so I go to London, Ontario and Toronto often, it's about a two hour drive. And I think my intuitive thoughts come out because I'm, I just tune out. I can even have a podcast on uh, and it, it just tunes out um, when, I, uh, when I'm in the shower. You know, I do a lot of thinking there just before I go to bed. Uh, and, and it changes from personal to professional. So from a professional perspective, sometimes I'll go out to Niagara Falls, for example, and we'll rent a room overlooking the falls. Uh, and for some reason, the strategic direction of my business comes to fruition through intuition that way. So... If, if you want to take a walk, go cycling, uh, you know, just lay in bed, whatever it is, you cut out the noise and you start thinking about the things that you want some direction on. And what often happens is that intuition starts coming. So when that intuition starts coming, those feelings come. What are those feelings? And record them because those are the ones that you have to be in tune with. Go back to those decisions that you either trusted your intuition or ignored your intuition. What were those feelings? And the more feelings that you can list, the more familiar you'll be. And uh, once you're familiar with them in the past, when they come up again, you'll realize what they are again. So, and I'll give you a case study as well. So there's a, a, somebody by the name of Tatiana Banau, who's a swimmer owner. We had an interview on intuition and we went through the, the exercise of the same thing. 
uh, and there was an, an, there was a whisper that she would always ignore, uh, and it used to always get her in trouble. And so after our interview, that whisper came up. She goes, "Oh no, Sunil and I talked about this. This is an intuitive signal that's warning her." And the situation was there was a fellow that was trying to do business that was trying to launch her you know, swimmer brand internationally. Who doesn't want that? But that whisper came up. Something's wrong with this guy. And as much as it pained her to say no, she took a step back, and uh, this guy ended up going to Miami using her name. And she says, I would have gone to Miami as well, spent all the money on models, inventory, marketing, and he skipped with the money. And so she said, my business would have been done. If I would have not listened to that whisper, Sunil, my business would have been done. But she had to go back and list that whisper that she's had before. She knew it came up. I reminded her to pay attention to that. And, you know, it saved her, it saved her a lot of money and effort. And so, you know, where she, would she be then? So that's the first steps is doing that and getting familiar with your signals because these are all unique to you. So I could also have a signal that you can appreciate, but you, it may be a signal that you don't get, right? Because these are all unique. Our experiences are all very unique. That's why you need to be taking a step back and uh, spending that I absolutely that love that. You know, it just dawned on me too. And, and I would love to ask you about these signals specifically, is this where the terms of like clairvoyance or clairaudience or clairsentience come in? Or is that a different thing than intuition? That might be more of kind of like in the realm of psychic ability. I'm not quite sure. Mm. Yeah, and it's, that's a, it's a big gray area. And so, so for example, for you to really kind of get down to that intuitive level and you shut off mm. that head, that's where it takes time. This is where you really need a really good coach to do that. So essentially what I do with my, with, with my clients is I get them down to, it's almost, it's, it's like hypnotherapy. It's getting them down to that area where they're, they're really thinking with the heart. And, and what I'll find is a lot of people want to put that, that, that rational side in and I'll cut them off say, no, no, no. What's your heart telling you? What are you feeling? And they really get down to a hypnotic state. Um, and so, and what happens in that hypnotic state is that the answers come. Now, whether you, define that as clairvoyance or whether you define it as something different i'm not sure uh it could be one in the same thing mm. um but what i know is what i do with my clients is that's what i do so how you clarify it how you define it maybe something mm. that you need to 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 put as a definition and that works for you but for others who are you know just right into say operations management they'll say i don't understand a damn thing about clairvoyance it's just my past experience uh, and you have to be careful that, you know, did you get that? What was it feeling? And I said, yeah, I felt something that in my, in my gut, but I knew that based on my experience, that's what that, I made the right decision. So for that person, it, it's, it has, you know, if you talk about clairvoyance, this guy's going to kick you out of the door, you know, out of his office. But if you talk about it from an experiential perspective and feeling tied with that, that's when he gets it. So you have to be careful with the mental models of, of how you want to do it. Um, and what works for you. And it's great to ask these questions because if you don't ask a question about clairvoyance, then maybe, mm. maybe for some of your audience, they get it. Absolutely. That's what my definition is. Excellent. There's your definition. There's your marker. Now go find out what your signals are. For others, they say, I don't understand that. I understand this. Okay. So how do you understand it? Excellent. There's your mental model. Go down 
to the level where you can understand your signals and get. Yeah, get I love that because you know it's and, so and again, diving so into this world careful. a little bit. I've come across articles and they say you know clear sentience is sort of that clear feeling. So it's kind of like that signal of it's more of a physical visceral feeling in your body right clear audience is it's it's a um, a hearing they hear something you know so they hear a voice or a whisper like you said right so it's the different ways that people experience these intuitive hits but you're right it depends on maybe who you're educating and talking to about it because everybody has this intuition right and it's how we relate to it i think like you said it's breaking down these hurdles or these barriers to understanding it and really using language that makes sense that is so important yeah and you've got a number of popular people out there i mean you've got that the the, the five four three two one model uh you know that that uh, one popular speaker is using and again that's just getting into okay what's my intuitive moment uh you know uh, I'm going to get it. And for me, it's just getting to that intuitive mm -hmm. medium again. Mm -hmm. Five, four, three, two, one means that you're cutting out the noise and what are the signals. Others talk about mindset a lot. You know, Gabby Bernstein talks about mindset, but getting over addiction. Um, you know, uh, recently Jeff Bezos talked about intuition at the economic club, uh, economic forum, I think, about how intuition just was really important. So there's a lot of these adjectives that, that, that really, uh, or descriptions that people can gravitate to. And if they gravitate to and they love it, Fantastic, right? So I'm tying it back to sort of the intuition as a base. But if five, four, three, two, one works for you, fantastic. If following Jeff Bezos is great, fantastic. If somebody else talks about mindset, great, you know. And if that's what you love and understand, excellent. You know, my my role is to say, okay, you define it the way you want. My role is to say, okay, here's the characteristics of it. Understand yes, it. Yes, I absolutely love that. And, and, and it even circles back around to the very beginning when I asked, what, what is your definition of intuition, right? It all circles back around. So I would love now for you to share with our audience, please tell us about intuitionology. Where did this idea come from? What is it? And how can it help people? Mm -hmm. Sure. So after I wrote my second book, Gut, uh, gut was all about the science of um, uh, intuition. And so, you know, that's where I, because there was a, sort of that, that spiritual side. And I said, well, I can't write a book on that because I'm going to uh, emit the masses. And, and, you know, if my first book was with entrepreneurs and business people, these guys are never going to invite me back on a stage again. Right? So, so, and so I needed a book from the masses just for those. So there's three types of people. There's, there's one that's absolutely get it. Um, and you just don't need convincing. The majority is kind of like a bell curve is the ones that say, give me proof, especially in this day and age. And so that's where the fMRI studies were really, really important. Uh, and then the other ones are going to see, uh, I'm not so sure. And so that's when we actually need a, a chat like John Rothschild. And within an hour, you know, he's fully convinced. Um, so when I was started speaking the stage after the second book, everybody's everybody saying, okay, this is great. You told me what intuition is. How do I apply it? Like in my relationships, in my health, I have got a course just on healthy living um, with mindset and your, your physical health and then in your relationships and, and also in business and entrepreneurship. So I kept getting the same questions all, again and again and again. And so I had this intuitive vision exactly like a 60 minutes interview. So there was me looking at somebody else. Everything was black in the background. I see the two lights. It was an absolute vision. I said, okay. Mm. And that's how my intuitionology project was born. I hired a couple of film crews. I went across Canada. Uh, and uh, now through Zoom, I've taken a number of interviews, uh, interviewed over a 1000 people to figure out, okay, how do I make a series of courses that help answer all these questions that I keep getting asked about. And so 
there's always the, the free course is the one on basically here's what intuition is. So that's the journey into the free course. And if you want to apply it in your relationships or any other area, then there's there's sort of the, the, the paid content, which has taken me over 10,000 hours of research. Um, like I said, over a thousand interviews. So the amount of work that's gone in to distill this down to how people understand it is there. And each one of the lessons comes with a case study from a totally different person on how they've, they've um, uh, they've, they've either ignored or trusted their intuition, right? So I've got people who are blind. I have a Buddhist monk. I have people who've been suicidal. I want people who just want a new, better relationship. So it's like oh, I've got a huge spectrum of people that have now given me their stories. Um, and so as they go through the coursework, uh, Intuitionology was there um, to either have a community um, and just take a free course, and that's good. Now you have the tools to make every single decision, the right one. You just have to spend the time to learn and apply but if you want that time to be quick then you know you'd obviously uh, get for one of my paid courses and then if you want that if you have a specific problem that or the pace is not as quick as you wanted then that's when people reach out to me uh, and businesses reach out to me to bring them in because businesses from a business perspective there's something i'll call intuitive resonance so when the intuition of the person or the employee is not resonating with the intuition of the business which represents their values how they treat people uh you know you're, you're a stepping stone to another opportunity if you're looking at short-term results and just process and you don't care about who you bring in good luck right because you're not resonating with the intuition of the other person and and so no wonder your turnover rates are high uh, and with entrepreneurs, do you have the right idea or are you just making another pizza place? Right. So how unique is that idea? And yet that's where your intuition comes in. And so that's how my Intuitionology project uh, has been helping. And so as people just go on, they can, they can look at the blogs are going to come up. I'm going to have 10 tips in 10 days at the end of this month coming up in January, early February. So that's going to take people from basically what intuition is to trusting it to make a decision. And at the day number 10, I'm actually putting my money where my mouth is, where I've got my two kids talking about intuition. So my youngest talks about a time when she was with Santa Claus and uh, her intuition was telling him uh, that she, he needed, his breath was stinking. So she says, my intuition was saying that he needed to eat his candy cane. So I told him to eat a candy cane. His breath smelled really good. <laughs> Always it. trust your intuition. She's pointing to her forehead. And, and then my 13-year-old, uh, she actually launched a nonprofit business uh, in June of this past year, all based on intuition. Wow. And in under six months, she raised over $16,000 um, to help those with disabilities and illnesses through art. And her project is called Heartification. Uh, and she continues to now affect people who've got uh, her last event. She had people from cerebral, with cerebral palsy, Down syndrome, uh, mobility issues, and big brothers, big sisters all come to paint to feel special because she's the artist. And so she continues to get donations through her art, um, all based on intuition, right? And so that's what happens when I transfer that knowledge to my kids. And of course, the funny thing is, as they're telling me this, because I've got a couple of video interviews, my dad talks about intuition all the time. And so they're rolling their eyes <laughs> they're talking about this. <laughs> but, but, they, but it's affected their lives at such a young age. So I can't imagine, it's just hard to imagine where they're going to be now that they know that they're making the right decisions moving forward. It doesn't mean they're not going to fail or have hurdles. We're all human, but there's a better percentage of them making the right decision because now they're tapped I into their I just love it. I love the community. Uh, I love the education. The and I also love 
the ability to be able to, like you said, shorten that time frame where I can learn how to apply this. Like, what do you mean? I don't have to put 10,000 hours of research in. I can just pay you for your brain and your information. Give it to me, please. <laughs> so I'm, I'm personally excited to dive into your courses. Absolutely. I'm really looking, looking forward to diving into intuitionology. And um, where can our listeners find you or where should they go? Yeah, so intuitionology.com. Uh, that's where the the first place is. There's a there's a button there to get your free course and go through there. Um, I'm obviously on LinkedIn, so I'll have a lot more sort of the on the corporate side there. I've got I'm on Twitter a bit, uh, yeah, Facebook and Instagram. are going to start getting much more of a lift now that I start with the ten days, uh, ten tips in ten days, and then so I'll be content and you and then of course I've got my YouTube channel. Um, so uh, all there, um, and you can always reach out to me directly as well. Um, so I've got my contact page, my numbers on my website. So um, yeah, Amazing. Any, I'll be like sure that. to link and, all of this and, uh, in the show notes as well. Sunil, this has been enlightening. It's been exciting. I mean, there's we talked about the science. We talked about the spiritual. We talked about how to start learning, how to use your intuition, and how to start applying it in your life and why that's important. This has been really, really amazing. Thank you so much for this conversation. It was absolutely enjoyable. And uh, yeah, thanks to your, your, your fans that you've got. Absolutely. Your, your tribe, I, I'm sure, I'm sure they will, because I know I did. So <laughs> I'm sure anybody listening will feel the same. And I'd love to just round it out, Sunil, with asking you, what does the term optimal health mean to you? Optimal health means that when you've got a really good balance of your mindset and your physical health. Uh, and you're and you're nurturing both of those, and you're taking the steps to do that. One definitely feeds into the other, and so it definitely you need to work on both. Uh, from my perspective, obviously that's where your intuition comes in, but you have to have those balances, just like intuition. You have to balance your logic, your head, and your heart. And when those two are things are balanced, then your intuition shines through. Same thing with optimal health. Your mindset plus your uh, your physical health have to be in balance, and you have to work at them. And when you work on them. Yeah, you know, I absolutely love that. Thank you so, 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 so much. I deeply appreciate you. I wanted to take a quick moment to give you, my community of listeners, some genuine appreciation. I know how valuable and precious our time is in today's world of productivity, and I couldn't be more grateful for yours today. If you feel that this episode was of value to you, I would be even more grateful if you were to share it with your people. Go ahead and copy and paste that link into messages, or if you're feeling really creative, pop a screenshot of the episode into your Instagram stories and send it on over to that person in your life who might need this boost of inspiration today. Don't forget to tag the podcast handle Let's Start Health and my personal account, The Yogi Yachty, so we can have all the fun connecting, building community, and sharing all the things. Thank you again, and remember, be curious and unwavering on this journey to health.